Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of the ultimate Florida man to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is circular reasoning, also known as circulus in demonstrando. Yeah, so circular reasoning is, we've discussed before, begging the question. Yeah. Which is a form of circular reasoning. Right. So this is more kind of the, the uh, it's, not, it's not a blanket fallacy by any means, but it, it takes in more examples. I'm actually wearing a T-shirt right now yeah. that says circular reasoning works because, and it has it's written in a circle. Circle. So ah. Circular reasoning works because circular, circular reasoning, reasoning works. And because so on. Circular reasoning works, yeah. Yeah. So actually, ironically, I think that's a, that's an example of begging the question, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, but yeah. as I say, that is a form of circular reasoning. So what we're discussing this time is ones that yeah. don't really fit into begging the question. Right. Which is because they usually have two claims that people are making, really. And right. each claim supports the other one. Uh, at least two, that is. Yeah. So A because of B and yeah. B because of A. So, the, I mean, the classic example is like God exists because it says so in the Bible. And we know right. the Bible's true because it's the word of God. Right. <laughs> right. So so both yeah. of those support each other. Um yeah. and keep and you can keep going around in circles. Yeah. Yeah. So our Trump example, there's a little bit of Trump in it, and but it's mostly just Republicans in general. Because right. it's about his first impeachment. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And why they didn't want to have witnesses in the Senate trial. Oh, yeah. They did have witnesses for for the House, um, although they subpoenaed several witnesses who just basically refused to show up, including yeah. John Bolton and Mick Mulvaney and others. But their arguments for not having witnesses in the Senate were, were usually quite circular. And there right. were sev- several of them, in fact. In the House, Kevin McCarthy said this. The Democrats' case is based on second-hand opinions and hearsay. Simply put, there are no grounds for impeachment. So their argument was that because all of the witnesses that they'd heard from in the House section of the impeachment yeah. um, were kind of second-hand witnesses, there was no one who was actually on the call with Ukraine. Right. Therefore, none of it was direct knowledge. They hadn't heard from any witnesses who knew anything about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, there weren't any grounds for impeachment. Um, kind of glosses over the fact that they just didn't put those witnesses up. Yeah, they hadn't. Yeah. They'd asked. They asked those witnesses, yeah. including Mulvaney, and in fact, there were four that they'd asked who did have direct knowledge of the call, yeah. but they refused to testify, basically because Trump had told them not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they so, got first <laughs> knowledge of what went on. Yeah, yeah. But that became one of the reasons in the Senate trial why they claimed they didn't want want witnesses was yeah. because there was no point calling these extra witnesses who they hadn't who hadn't testified in the house section because um there was no new information um presented right. in the senate trial you know everything that was presented in the senate trial they'd heard before right right but that that's because the republicans voted nine times not to have any new information <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah 
Um, and then to, but that's also an accelerated <laughs> truth, doesn't it? Kind of wrapped in there as well, because they kind of said, yeah, it's, it's, we're not going to have any new witnesses or new information. And because there's no new information, there's, uh, there's nothing for new there's witnesses, nothing to for new witnesses to corroborate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because it's a fact. Suddenly it's a fact that there's no new information because they've suppressed any chance of any new information appearing. Yeah. 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 Accelerated so, through circulating, circulating reason. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a bizarre thing. And in fact, um, John Cornyn, Senate, Texas Senator John Cornyn, uh, said to the reporters outside the Senate chamber after one of the days, he said, "What we ought to be presented with is evidence by witnesses that have personal knowledge." Yeah, and and Chuck Schumer in the background said, "Yeah." Absolutely, I agree. <laughs> but but Cornyn was one of the ones voting against, against. hearing from witnesses. So yeah. yeah, so their arguments essentially were: um, we we won't hear from these witnesses because there's no new evidence to yeah. um, to corroborate for them to to tell us about, and because we don't have any new evidence, then there's no grounds for this impeachment. Essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Jesus yeah. Christ, and 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 it worked. Well, I mean, well, far I mean, it worked. It worked in as much as because the Republicans were in charge, they didn't yeah. really need an excuse not to vote for witnesses. But Trump did something similar. He he tweeted, um, "I would love to have Mike Pompeo, Rick Perry, Mick Mulvaney, and many others testify about the phony impeachment hoax. It is a Democrat scam that is going nowhere. But future presidents should in no way be compromised. What has happened to me should never happen to another president." So his argument, or one of his arguments as yeah. to why he couldn't possibly have these people testify, was because of executive privilege, right? Which, which again is, he was basically saying, I can't have them testify because they'll tell you about stuff that's supposed to be secret. Because <laughs> executive yeah. privilege is just stuff that I, I did yeah. that the people around me know about, <laughs> and nobody else need know about. Yeah, yeah. But I'd love to have them testify. <laughs> and at the same time, he was saying, this is a hoax. And the yep. way to prove it's a hoax would be to have these people testify because they, yeah. know, they know everything about it. Yep. But I can't have them testify because this shouldn't happen to another president because it's a scam, because it's a hoax. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's a hoax because they're not able to testify. No, it's a hoax. Because it's a hoax. What- be- yeah, it's I can't. Because I it's can a made prove, up bunch I, could, of I would stuff. be able to prove it to her yeah, if yeah. I if I let I them testify. Let them come and testify, but I can't. I can't let them testify because it's a hoax. Because it's, it's a hoax, <laughs> and it ought not to happen to anybody else because it's a hoax. Yeah, that's just brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? what? And, uh-huh. uh, did anybody at the time see through it apart from us? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody yeah. did. Right? Because because yeah. again. It it was completely up to the Republicans in the Senate whether they had witnesses or not, and yeah, we knew they were yeah. not going to allow. Yeah, I know because we knew that if they did, they would corroborate the evidence that we knew yeah. had happened that was factual. Well, I mean, Mick Mulvaney said in a press conference, not under oath. Yeah. He said yeah. he didn't actually say yes, there was a quid pro quo, but yeah. but he he said you know. Was it political? Yes, of course it was. This is politics. Get used to it. This is how we do yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, yes, exactly. And of course, John Bolton uh, put it in his book 
and specifically said, and, and, and extracts were released during the trial and before the trial, saying, yeah, Trump specifically tied aid for Ukraine to Ukraine investigating Hunter Biden. Yeah. But he also didn't testify. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so our, our second uh, Republican example, at least, yeah. is Governor Scott Walker who was asked about, uh, or he was arguing against, the legalisation of marijuana. And his main argument was that it is not socially acceptable to smoke marijuana. His evidence right. for that was, if I'm at a wedding reception here and somebody has a drink or two, most people wouldn't say they're wasted. Most folks with marijuana wouldn't be sitting around a wedding reception smoking marijuana. So he's saying right. that because that you, you wouldn't smoke marijuana in public, yeah. whereas you would have a drink... Therefore, it shouldn't be made legal. Yeah, because we've made it illegal <laughs> so that people don't sit around smoking it in public. Therefore, we shouldn't make it legal because people don't sit around smoking <laughs> in public. Yeah. Well, well when, I, when I first read that as Scott Walker, I thought, Scott Walker yeah, of the Walker Brothers? Brothers? No, <laughs> that's right. a very... I'm sure being a musician in the 60s, you'd be a bit more lax about marijuana. It's a bit, a bit straight-laced. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? That's kind of... It's very what? similar to that this person is a criminal. How you know? How do you know he's yeah. a criminal? Well, I arrested him. <laughs> yeah. He's under arrest, though. He's in the cells now. Yeah. Yeah. And... Now is the time, I think, for Mark's British politics corner. Now, it's quite quite interesting, this, because there was something came up only last Monday, the 13th. Well, in, in the UK, in in the timeline of our lockdown, the we've been locked down since January. God, it feels like forever. Um, I mean, that's the most recent lockdown. I yeah, the most recent <laughs> one, lockdown three. Yeah. yeah. There was a little bit of relief insofar as we were allowed to go to the pub. So pubs and restaurants were allowed to serve uh, people in groups, albeit uh, you know, a limited number of people from a limited number of households could meet together in a, in a pub garden and, and have, have a beer. And this was kind of lauded as a great thing that they've done, obviously in response to a lot of lobbying from the uh, the brewery Trump, uh, Tory supporters, and they said Trump supporters, and... Um, <laughs> And when I first heard this, I thought there's something in here um, that, that, that might be a circular, something bugging me tremendously about this. So after the after the relaxing of the lockdown, the the very next day, Boris said this. Everybody's been able yesterday to uh, to go to the pub. All those people be going to the uh, to the pub to to go shopping, get a haircut, uh, and and so on. And that's uh, that's great. And the the numbers are, are down the, of infections and hospitalizations and and uh, and deaths. But it is very very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers has not been achieved by the vaccination program. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement. So, as we unlock, the result will inevitably be that we, we will see uh, more infection. Uh, we, uh, sadly, we will see more hospitalisation and, 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 and deaths. And people have just got to 
understand that. At the moment, I can't see any reason for us to uh, change the roadmap, to deviate from the uh, May the 17th, uh, June the 21st, the next uh, 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 way marks on the, on the roadmap. Um, but it is very, very important that if we're to get there in the way that we all want, that can, people continue to be cautious. So it's, so it's a bit, bit long, but we'll get there. So the roadmap he refers to is May the 17th is that most of the outdoor mixing rules will be lifted and we'll, back, we'll be back to the rule of six indoors, up to 30 people can attend gatherings outdoors. In June, he talked about um, all social distancing measures will be removed and we'll be able to go up to perfect strangers and, and hug them. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. You know, you won't even have to ask them to prove that they've had an infection. When you're a star, they like let that. you do it. They let you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that those are the bits of the roadmap. And there's a couple of other things that strike me along the way in there, which will lead us to the circularity, which I think is he's very careful in not falling into, um, is my point. So he says people have been able to go to the pub and shopping and stuff, and that's great in a kind of tone that says, well, it's all well and good you doing that, but you've got to be careful. And you think, well, hang on a minute, you said we could. So, <laughs> yeah. And then he also says people don't appreciate that it's the lockdown. Well, no, we don't, because your previous bolsterist statements have been lauding the vaccination programme to the skies as the panacea for the return to normality. Various people on Twitter um have kind of mentioned this and they've said, you know, he's never wanted to equate lockdowns heretofore. He's never wanted to equate lockdowns with success and never not wanted to claim success for the vaccine. But here's the circular argument, which I think is elephanting in the room like a whirling dervish. When he says, for the moment, I can't see any reason to change the roadmap, notwithstanding the fact that he's just said all the reasons... That they should change the roadmap because he says there will be infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. Uh, you know, he's saying this is going to happen. We come out of lockdown, people are going to die. But I can't see any reason, and that's where well, we can. We all we can we can all see it. Um, if, you know, only if only lockdown has brought infections, hospitalizations, and death under control, then coming out will bring it back up. Surely. If the vaccination scheme or the other track and trace and border control mechanisms that you put in place during the three months that the lockdown brought you aren't the things that did it, then why did you do them? Uh, well, you see, <laughs> they didn't, except for the vaccination. So I think you can hear him spotting in all that umming and erring. There's, there's like four seconds of it. He can spot the circular reasoning hap about to happen. And then like Arthur Dent in Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy plummeting towards the ground veers off at the last minute and achieves flight so, so there's a kind of pure fantasy from douglas adams but this flight of fantasy from boris is rock solid government policy so He's, can i can i just clarify you've got yeah you've brought this as an example yeah of, 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 a, a of a circular reasoning that didn't happen didn't happen on the but basis we could all see it happen. on the basis that boris was was going to do it, but saw yeah. the circular reasoning and therefore and didn't. didn't do it. So it's yeah. an example. It's an example of a of a thing that didn't happen because it was going to happen and then didn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Meta. 
it's a, it's a messy result because it's very difficult to find because they are it's also an illustration of why it's difficult to find examples for the UK government because they're very clever at, or they're very mindful of not falling into these traps so you can so what I wanted to show was him <laughs> being mindful of not falling into the trap <laughs> Which, he, I mean, it's blatantly there. Yeah, no, absolutely. The fact that he's saying it wasn't the vaccines. It was um, the lockdown. And, yeah. and and now that we've got the vaccines and no lockdown, which is what I'm replacing, essentially, yeah. lockdown with, because yeah. the whole point of the lockdown ending on this roadmap was that yeah. by this point there would be a certain but number it, of people vaccinated. Yes, exactly. Which they yeah. have achieved. Yep. And so yeah. to, to now say... Yeah, it's the vaccines the vaccine. are basically not important. It was yeah. all about the lockdown. It was all about the lockdown, and then you go. So well, let's what? keep going. And so let's yeah. so let's keep going. Let's <laughs> unlock. You know, never mind your vaccine. Never mind. So everybody's going. Well, wait. I'm waiting for my second one now. Should I go ahead with that? Or does it make no difference? <laughs> or have we all been vaccinated for no reason at all? Because actually, what's about to happen? We're we're not immune. It was a waste of time. We've got to go around again. But it's, yeah. Yeah, fortunately, uh, although there is plenty, there isn't as much vaccine hesitancy here as there is in the US. Mm. Um, I mean, there is, unfortunately, still, there are still idiots in the UK. UK. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) yeah. But, but it's, whereas saying something like this would probably inspire a great, you know, an upsurge in vaccine hesitancy. Yeah. um, And it may do slightly here. But it, it, mm. it's it's probably not as big a deal. Well, it's yeah, it's um, it's not done it any favors. No. You know, for, at one point, no, he absolutely. was all saying, "Go get your vaccine done." You know, don't listen to all this mis and disinformation. And it's not, you know, there's something there. It's kind of it's the usual blame shifting, which says, you know, it's the numbers are all going to go up. We've said you can go. We're going to unlock lockdown, and you're free to do. All the things we said you couldn't do, but if you go and do them and people die, then it's not our fault; it's yours. <laughs> that, yeah. Ultimately, yeah, you know. So my my circularity ever is because you're a Tory and you don't care about the people you serve dying because you won't take any responsibility and be personal account personally accountable for the welfare of the public that you serve because you're a Tory. <laughs> There's my circular argument. And that's kind of that in a nutshell is the, is the circle that's been going on with the lockdowns when we talked about, um, you know, when you kind of went, okay, so when do you predict we'll all go back into lockdown <laughs> or the, the roadmap wouldn't happen is that the, the Tories go into lockdown too late and people have died, then they are persuaded to come out of lockdown early by lobbyists who've got vested interests in you know economic things, and they are Tory donors. I'm thinking of Weatherspoons, the guy <laughs> that runs Weatherspoons, for instance. Yeah, Great lobbyists for reopening the pubs. So the Tories will op- reopen too early, then lots of people will die, and then they will lock down too late. Despite because of pressure from Tory lobbyists, so we and we will just go round and round and round. So another slightly cheerier note, maybe. I I'm don't not know. sure about that. No, I don't think <laughs> it is. In uh, so my second example is from 2018, from a woman who was fleeing Iran, um, fearing execution because she was a follower of the Christian faith, and Iran isn't. 
and so was seeking asylum in the UK. Uh, and her asylum claim was rejected because the Home Office considered her belief in Jesus to be half-hearted. And this is a, her refusal letter said, you affirmed in your asylum interview record that Jesus is your saviour, but then claimed he wouldn't be able to save you from the Iranian regime. It's therefore considered that you have no conviction in your faith and your belief in Jesus is half-hearted. Fucking hell. So, yeah. <laughs> So the so the circu- the circularity is you know you're you're a Christian seeking asylum because you're being persecuted with threat of execution from Iran, uh, but Christ is your savior, but he won't save you from the Iranian regime. So the therefore, home office you're not really went, a Christian. Where is your God now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Fucking hell! Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's, yeah. So, um, mm. well, I think our lawyers pointed out not just the circularity <laughs> reasoning, but you know, the kind of uh, maybe something to do with human rights uh-huh. that kind of being slightly transgressed. <laughs> that, yeah. So yes, when you're up against that kind of stuff, it does. You kind of think. Actually, yeah, Brexit's not all that bad, really, is it? <laughs> you know? Don't feel that you're dark, world. You can surely find one world. Find a wild fantasy. A fantasy in the wild. Don't feel that you're dark, world. You can surely find one world. Find a wild fantasy. A fantasy. Yeah, the Osmonds <laughs> there with their 1970s circular hit. Love, love me for, for a reason. reason. Let the reason be love. <laughs> you know, sometimes, very occasionally, yeah. Yeah. I don't recognise the songs that, that you use for right. the Fallacy in the World stings. Yeah. Usually I do, because they're usually quite well-known. But I'm yeah. embarrassed to say I knew that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you know the Boy's Own version or the uh, Osmonds I'm afraid version? I did, yeah. I knew the Boy's Own one. I mean, yeah. I knew I was aware it was an Osmond song. But, yeah, uh, yeah the one I knew... Yeah. I, can't, I actually had the Boy's Own album that it was on. Fantastic. So. Well, I have got the Osmonds album, <laughs> live version that it's on, so uh, from 20 years prior to that. So, yeah. 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 So but it's about in, time in it got my covered defense, again, really. Yeah. In my defence, <laughs> yeah. I did get that Boy's Own CD in one yeah. of those, like, five CDs for a penny thing that you got occasionally in a magazine. Right. You know, when you join this CD a month club and then cancel. Yeah. So. Wow. It wasn't. I didn't spend like proper money on it, but oh, okay. Oh, and and, and yet you knew that it was one of the bundle. Or well, was it was, there, was, they, there was a big like it list was the of things. It you was could the particular from. That was, right. one, was one <laughs> of the ones I chose. chose it. The thing yeah. is, the ones you could choose from because they were giving them away for five for a penny. Yeah, yeah. They were usually pretty shit ones, but yeah. you know, five CDs for a penny. It's all right. Can't go wrong, can you? Well, no, so, you can. Yeah. you can literally go <laughs> yeah, wrong exactly. five times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in the fallacy in the world, we like to talk about the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective. And our first example is a fairly classic one, really, mm. for this for this fallacy. It's yep. it's Catch Twenty uh, Two. Mark informs me they have they have done a TV show of this recently on Hulu, but this is from the film version. If Lockridge 
be. Of course he is. He has to be crazy if he keeps flying after all the close calls he's had. Then why can't you ground him? I can, but first he has to ask me. That's all he's got to do to be grounded? That's all. And then you can ground him? No, then I cannot ground him. There's a catch. A catch? Sure, catch 22. Anyone who wants to get out of combat isn't really crazy, so I can't ground him. Okay. Let me see if I got this straight. In order to be grounded, I've got to be crazy. And I must be crazy to keep flying. But if I ask to be grounded, that means I'm not crazy anymore and I have to keep flying. You've got it. That's catch 22. Woo! That's some catch on catch 22. It's <laughs> the best there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the doctor can't ground combat pilots. Yeah. Uh, because of insanity, because if they ask to be grounded, they're clearly sane. Yeah, and if they're sane, then they've got to keep flying. Yeah, and if they can't, they can only. And if not they're crazy, fly. they don't yeah. ask to be grounded. Yeah. So. Yeah, because they got go, He's crazy. Why is he crazy? Because he's not. Well, he's flying, and he hasn't asked me to. to fly. So if so if he asks, so, oh no, if he asks, then he's clearly not crazy. <laughs> so he has to keep flying. Uh huh. Yeah, because you'd be crazy to keep flying. But if you, yeah, but then if you ask not to fly any more missions, then you're clearly quite sane. And if you're sane, you can fly more missions. That's, <laughs> That's some catch, catch that catch, catch can <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Our second example comes from the fantastic film Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, the cabinet meeting where Joe is trying to figure out how to get the crops to grow again and realises that they've, they're being watered with an energy drink called Brondo, which has electrolytes. You want to solve this problem? I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. After several hours, Joe finally gave up on logic and reason and simply told the cabinet that he could talk to plants and that they wanted water. <laughs> and so. then the benefit is that because they've been putting so much Brondo in the ground, there's all those salts and electrolytes <laughs> which act as a fertilizer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, Brondo is what plants crave because it's got electrolytes and it's got electrolytes because that's what plants crave. Yeah. Oh no. That's why. Why has it got? Why has it got electrolytes in it? Because well, Brondo's got electrolytes. Brondo's got electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's in there. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, love that he, he just gives up. There. No. <laughs> but but he got, yeah, which he realizes and then just gives up and says, "Yeah, I can talk to plants, but this is what they're telling me." Yeah. And they go, oh, "Okay." Yeah. And of course, as we know, that's not a drama or a comedy. It's actually yeah, a documentary. It is. Sadly, future proofs past, and um, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, if you could recognise, I've recognised uh, Kushner in the cabinet <laughs> with his great big medallion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a few examples in this section this week. Mm. Um, our next one comes from the uh, sitcom Superstore. This is from the Olympics special episode, which was between series seasons one and two. Uh, went out during the Olympics and. Glenn, the store manager, is trying to get everyone excited about being 
from the USA, essentially, and being yeah. on Team USA. I just thought that during the Olympics, it'd be fun to pretend that we're all American. Even you, Sandra. I'm from Hawaii. Not today, you're not. I do love America, but the Philippines is also great. Yeah, of course, absolutely. It's just that technically, America's number one. Well, Glenn, what do you mean, technically? Just as a fact. That's the saying. America's number one. Well, but other countries believe that they're number one. But America is number one. Because it's first in the world. That's an airtight argument, though. First in the world in what? Being the best. At being number one of countries and planets. <laughs> so, yeah. America's, America's number one. Because it's, it's the, the best, best at of, being, best number one. being number one. Yeah, of countries and yeah. planets. <laughs> it does sound like Grover from Sesame Street explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, circular reference. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, number one over here. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Oh, no, yeah, because I when when we were looking at this, and there are like a million examples. Do you think? Well, actually, it's it's the staple of comedy or frustrating drama. It's Kafka esque, isn't it? That <laughs> yeah. The 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 you get caught up in these loops where you can't do something because some because computer says no. Yeah. Or you know, it's that it. That's why it's um, a rich fertilizer, electrolytes for um, for comedic frustration. And I think some of that comes from the fact that the the person who is using this, and this is why it's actually quite a difficult fallacy to mm. contend with, is the person who is saying it is usually completely convinced by both of the sides, both the parts yeah. of the argument, and since yeah. both the parts support each other, the the fact they're already it's a kind of circular in that way the fact they're already convinced by those parts means they have convincing proof of the thing they believe yeah 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 <laughs> and and actually that's why it, it both contains the frustration that yasarian experiences in full knowledge with the with the doc that they can't do it because this thing exists because computer says no you know that that's and they're both they're just observing it from the outside and the reason that the comedy examples are are comedic is because we're observing it from the outside mm -hmm. and you're seeing how convinced these people are <laughs> of both sides of the argument and their own proof of their own argument <laughs> which comes from the other from each of the sides you know not, uh -huh. not only have they got one proof they've got two yeah because the it just continually shores up gets the first one, more and more true up the second one. yeah <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> so uh, our fourth example comes from the uh, Terry Jones film, Eric the Viking. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is right yeah. at the beginning of the film when um, Tim Robbins, the titular Eric, is, is questioned about the logic of continually looting and pillaging. Why have you got to go around killing and looting all the time? To pay for the next expedition, of course. But that's a circular argument. If the only reason for the expedition is the killing and looting, and the only reason for the killing and looting is to pay for the next expedition, they cancel each other out. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's got what's lovely about it is it it feels like a, a an extended bit of the to turn me into a new. It could easily be <laughs> in um, Holy Grail or Jabberwocky or something like that, mm -hmm. couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, yeah. yeah the, if if you if you need to go on another ex expedition then you need to get some money 
and you do that yeah. by looting and pillaging. Looting and pillaging. Um, yeah. And and of course you need to go on another expedition because otherwise, how are you going to do some looting and pillaging? Yeah, because how are you going to pay for the one after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be daft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, our final example is. Um, so this is a name that's come up. If you've not watched it, you should go watch it. Felicia Trump playing No More Jockeys. It's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, On our YouTube <laughs> channel. It often appears in the game playing, normally followed by No More People with Zs in the name. At, um, the footballer Zinedine Zidane, in 2006, he was sent off during the France versus Italy World Cup final because he head-butted Marco Materazzi, who allegedly insulted him, or you know, probably in an Italian kind of way, was said something questionable about his mother or something like that. And we don't quite know what the the thing was. I mean, he he was sent off. His career was in ruins, and it was over um, for this headbutt which was kind of completely off the ball. It was something going on, and if, when you watch the coverage of it, um, it's not even on camera. They have to go find another camera because something's happened. I mean, it's, you know, it's, if there's such a thing as an innocuous headbutt... This I mean, is he, he headbutts headbutt. him in the chest. Chest, it? it's not, it's yeah. It doesn't like, kind of like break his nose yeah. in a... In a Guy Ritchie kind of movie kind of way. Mm. So when I when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh yeah, there's that headbutt thing. And so I went to look at it, and you go, oh, well, that's not much of a headbutt. That's because I've been brought up on Guy Ritchie <laughs> yeah. movies with Vinnie it's, Jones. It's not as bad as Cantona's flying kick, is it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite. But it's you know of that yeah. thing. Back it was in more innocent days <laughs> when people were just going, what the hell are you doing? Get off my field and never work again. So and the reasoning, the supporters' reasoning um, for Zidane was that the Italian guy's jibe must have been so unforgivable for Zidane to have thrown everything away because that was it; it was the end of his career. So and therefore his actions were justified. So it must have been <laughs> really bad for him to have done that, knowing that it would cause the end of his career. So what Matarazzi must have said must have been really bad and therefore justified the actions that he did. And yeah. somehow it makes it heroic. So it kind of, it, in a circular way, it, it bolsters the, the, the reason he did it. it yeah, so the two claims are essentially yeah. the headbutt can't have been unjustified because yeah. Matarazzi said something really bad, and we know he said something yeah. really bad, because otherwise the headbutt would be unjustified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so it's and it's a it's a proper conspiracy theorist support. <laughs> it's for people that rather than just being outraged at his actions, are going the fuck are you doing? Nothing <laughs> justifies that kind of behaviour, which is what the referee's stance was. <laughs> and to, to be fair, the uh, the, the French FA. Yeah. coach, well, yeah, well, and the FA, equipment. yeah, but they were all yeah. kind of go, well, you know, that's yeah, that's nothing justifies that kind of behaviour. All of the, the supporters of Zinedine Zidane. Um, said, well, yeah, of course it's justified. <laughs> it was an Italian, and he insulted him in an Italian way, you know. And he, and in a way strong a enough to make someone headbutt you. So, absolutely. It <laughs> must have been awful. So quite right that he should have got headbutted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So before we move on to fake news this week, uh, there's time for a quick update on our competition oh, yeah. that we're running with our friends at Tea Public because yep. we're actually extending the deadline. Yep. And the reason for that is there's been a bit of a technical glitch at Tea Ooh. Public. Right. Um, they're having some trouble with their search engine. Oh, so, okay. at the moment, we don't actually know if anyone's entered the competition or not yet. <laughs> oh, right, because we can't do Because we can't access right. those, oh, those T-shirts. So, yeah, yeah. if you haven't entered yet, there's still time. You've got until it's now the end of in. April. If you have an idea for a T-shirt, whether it's a slogan or a design or anything that is anything to do with Trump or logic or the sh- our show or, or critical thinking just in general... Yeah. Anything you think we might find amusing or that interesting. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, go to uh, fallaciousTrump.com slash competition for all the information there. You've still got time to do that. There'll be a vote and the best T-shirt will win some stuff. Yeah. And if you have already done it, then please send me at jim at fallaciousTrump.com a link to your design, which you've uploaded to TeePublic. Because then I can pass that on to T Public and they can get everything all sorted out uh, in in behind the scenes. So sorry that that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. we yeah we only just found out that basically they haven't quite something went wrong basically in right. the search engine. So we can't, so, so we can't access yeah. them. And and it's possible we haven't had any entries and we just don't know yet. <laughs> but we don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you've had the odd one. Yeah. But but at the moment it's looking good for you if you enter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, get in yeah. there. So we'll see. Uh, but I, th- I did once. Did I tell you I won? I won a t-shirt design oh, yeah? competition with uh, a motorbike-based one, and my entry was, um, "Dad, can I have a motorbike when I grow up?" No, nah, sorry, son, you can't do both. <laughs> that was my yeah. t-shirt design, and I won a whole bunch of t-shirts. Cool. Which uh, well, you could win a whole bunch yeah, of t-shirts, or go. at least a couple of t-shirts and some other stuff. Yep. Um, but, if you enter this competition, the only drawback on my one was. With the sales of my one, and I can see that it's actually sold my design, I get no commission. Whereas, yeah, unlike our ah, competition. well, yeah, if you enter, if even if you just enter, even if you don't win, yeah, if if people want to buy yeah. your t-shirt, you will get money for that. So win, win. win. There you go. So fallaciousTrump.com slash competition. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody, as well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, the only reason I haven't been winning is so far because it's rigged, and the reason it's rigged in favour of the House is because that's how to suppress my winning. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Can't argue with that logic. So, no. Yeah, it's airtight. <laughs> it is. Every time I say it, I believe it even more. <laughs> so... Um, I've got something a bit, little bit different this time. Oh, yeah? Right. Because what I've done is gone all the way back to the 90s. Right. Trump, in the 90s particularly, and I think at other times as well, but specifically in the 90s, had a bit of a thing where he would pretend that it that he wasn't him right. and say nice right. things about himself oh, <laughs> to journalists. Yeah, yeah. So so he had various pseudonyms that he would use to talk to yeah. journalists or to, to write things. and But it was obviously him. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so these are some of the comments that he said about himself. And and one of the things that he very commonly talked about himself was how yeah. how much success he had with women. Yeah. Um, so these are these are three examples uh, of that phenomenon. So they're all obviously fake because he <laughs> had no success. In, in terms of women. yeah, yeah, 
So, uh, number one, right. this was supposedly by uh, John Miller, not not Donald John Trump. Miller, right. John Miller. <laughs> yeah. That was his his uh, name that he used, uh, yeah. and it was an interview with People magazine in 1991. Right. He treated his wife well, and he treated, and he will treat Marla well. He's somebody that has a lot of options, and frankly, he gets called by everybody. He gets called by everybody in the book in terms of women. <laughs> <laughs> and how could, having listened to Trump's cadence, how the people at People kind of went, wait a minute, he's gone and he treated, he will treat. Uh-huh. Think, well, that's Donald Trump, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, statement number yeah. two. Uh, this was supposedly John Barron. Um, oh, and that's where he got Barron for his yeah. son from, right? Yeah. And uh, and this was uh, Time magazine in 1994. It's true women are just drawn to Donald. It's really like they can't... I've never seen anything like it, frankly, and they flirt with him all the time, whether they mean to or not. They just can't help themselves. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I've never seen like it, frankly. People have told me... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, whether and... they mean to or not, that's yeah. Well, listen, I think the whole thing about flirting is it's a, <laughs> a deliberate act, isn't it? You would think. Yeah. yeah. Are you flirting with me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And statement number three: uh, this was a letter to New York Magazine that was right. supposedly written by Carolyn Gallego, who claimed that she had been Donald Trump's secretary for years. Mm-hmm. It said. I do not believe any man in America gets more calls from women wanting to see him, meet him, or go out with him. The most beautiful women, the most successful women, all women love Donald Trump. Yep. He's <laughs> a desperate man, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, they've all got the little bit in there, the, the this, the that, then it kind of... Correct himself. Like it's really like they can't it kind of gets the end of a sentence and then thinks of something else. Hmm. Okay, which kind of convinced me of number two, but then I thought, oh, well, yeah, but Jim would have noticed that, and he would have invented that. So I. Hmm. Okay. Get some more calls. Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to go for a despite that, and on the basis of that. I think number two is the one that you made up. Despite that and on the basis of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's my circular reasoning. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, despite that and because of that. Yeah. yeah. So of the other two, uh, which are you more convinced by? I'm more convinced by number one. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, number one yeah. is yeah. real. Ooh. And and there is an, there was an audio recording of this interview right. did with people uh it's it's pretty uh, crappy because it, yeah. it was recorded on kind of cassette. like over a phone but uh yeah. here it is he treated his wife well and he treated uh, and he will treat mama well and, you know, he's, he's somebody that has a lot of options and frankly uh you know he gets called by everybody he gets called by everybody in the book in terms of women it's just so, so trump, obviously trump so obviously trump because <laughs> he just that and he treated, uh, uh, no, and he will treat Marla. He's like, treated her, he won't anymore. And then, yeah, he gets it in terms of women. That's just such a Trumpist thing to say, isn't it? At one point in the interview, oh, he claimed, I'm fairly new here, <laughs> this John Miller guy. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, yeah. So, uh, he's the kind of guy, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm I'm bringing up on behalf of Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's mom. Donald, <laughs> Donald won't be in school today because he's because I'm not because he's yeah. not feeling very well. But I'll be back. He'll be back in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you also think the number three is real? I think number three is real. And number I'll three, have my doubts. Yeah, is yeah real. Oh, There's, this was a letter to Time to New York right. Magazine, so I don't have any, an audio clip yeah, for this. Yeah. But so I will put a link to the article or the letter in the show wow. notes to, to to prove that. But that's yes. so crap, it's, isn't it? That it, he just like wrote in, <laughs> wrote in as his own secretary uh-huh. in order to, to to just basically beg people to go out with him. <laughs> you know, to, because his in his kind of warped sense of what makes men attractive, makes him attractive, is that other women will be fighting to get to the front of the queue as soon yeah. as they read that women are queuing. So this was in a period where he was being accused of being misogynistic. Unbelievable. But it I, no, I can't believe that. Um, what was that? And, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, he claimed as, as his own non-existent secretary that they were unable <laughs> to track down a person called Carolyn Gallego who had ever yeah. could, been connected with Trump at all. Yeah. Um, that, that he not only had the greatest respect for women, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but also all the women wanted to go out with him. All the most yeah, uh, no man in America gets more calls. This yeah. in a world where Robert Redford exists, <laughs> you know, and and Warren Beatty exist, and you know, a, a, a young, um, well, Harrison Ford would have been around. Then. Oh, I mean, just you know, like so, every, on a list, every other, <laughs> any other man in America, I believe every, any other man in America gets more calls from women <laughs> wanted to see. Him. Yeah. Why, on, why would they want on a to... list of America's sexiest bachelors or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he would. He would you... not be on the list. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's our circular reason. Yeah. Yeah. If you were compiling a list, yeah, of sexy, sexy American men in the nineties that people would want to go out with, brackets who have comb over haircuts. Yeah. He would. He would be the only one on the list. No, he wouldn't. Well, he'd be on the list of. It'd be like a Venn diagram of yeah. men with comb over haircuts <laughs> and men who women want to go. Even then, they wouldn't overlap. <laughs> They'd be on two different pages. They'd be a long way apart from each other. My God. It's just been running this whole shtick <laughs> for so many years. It's all absolute bollocks, isn't it? It really is. God. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that the, when, we, when we saw... Um, Dead men can't do it. Ghosts can't do it. Ghosts can't do it. <laughs> Dead men can't do it. Dead men don't jump. Um, ghosts can't do it. He was playing himself. He was oh, just, totally, absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah. you know, and thinking that he was Bo Derek's, you know, dream man. I reckon he convinced himself that he was her love interest in the film. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the romantic lead. Yes. <laughs> In that scene, he his... he probably filmed lots of other scenes as well, and yeah. and sent them to to um, the director John Derrick. Yeah, um, yeah, and expected filmed, it to yeah. expected to, to be. be... He, he filmed lots of stuff on his own, just kind of yeah, with you know, in a mirror uh-huh. exactly, and kind of going making yeah, just... a weird fucking quissy face. <laughs> Pursed lips, just, thing that's just, just terrifying. Cut, just cut that in with low, <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. No, yeah. I mean, it is a, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> Don't go there, 
but you can listen to our review on, <laughs> on our Patreon Patreon.com slash F Trump. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. you're correct that oh, two is, hey. is fake. John Barron was a name that he used continuously right. Right. Um, and admitted in court when questioned that John Barron was oh. a name he had occasionally used. No. Um, when questioned about what? About whether he lied to the press. Basically, yeah, it was something I I forget which of the court cases that he was involved in that it came up in. Um, it may have been when he was uh, sanctioned for for not renting his apartments to black people. It may have been Whoa. when when he was in court trying to stop uh, Native Americans from getting casinos because he said. You can't really tell if they're Native Americans. They don't look very Native American. Or actually, I think he said they don't look like Indians to me. Or <laughs> it could have been one of the many other court yeah, cases yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that he was yeah. involved in. In those, but, that era. Yeah. Wow. So he did have to admit that he had but, used John Barron. <laughs> yes. Right, right. But that one wasn't one of the uh, quotes that was attributed to John Barron. Wow. So... Uh, oh, that yeah, means hey. that you're, that you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, right. you're on a roll. I think this is like three in a row. Since, Fantastic. since your break, you've come back yeah. refreshed and you've, you're, you're at a hundred percent. Well, secretly, I've read absolutely everything, everything he's ever said. Yeah, that's really said. what you were doing, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was my secret. <laughs> that's why you were off for yeah. three months. It was just. <laughs> He kept writing new stuff. Thank uh-huh. God they shut him down. It's a bit. It's a bit like when you kind of go, "Oh yeah, thank God that guy died, or that band broke up. I can now catch up." With yeah, all or their when output. a TV show gets cancelled now, yeah, and yeah, finally right, watch all finally, of the episodes. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I know when it's going to end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're oh, you're now on thirty out of sixty three, which is uh, approaching forty seven percent. Good it's God, forty six point seven, I think. Um, so yeah. Congratulations. Cool. So it's time for the part of the show that this week at least is called Grifting is Not a Logical Fallacy uh, because, I mean, that's what Trump's been doing for yeah. well, his yeah, whole life. kind of went, oh, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it came out recently. New York Times did a report on the campaign contributions that people had been donating to the Trump campaign before the 2020 election. Yeah. And the ways in which the RNC and and the Trump campaign were bilking the the donors yep. out of yep. more money than they expected to donate. Yeah. And it is fucking amazing. It, it, yeah. The article starts with like one guy who's going to go, "Okay, yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll chip in." You know, it's a bit like when Occasionally you get, I did one the other day of ancient trees being chopped down in a neighbourhood I used to live in, and will you chip in, you know, two pounds to, uh, so that we can campaign for it and afford a lawyer and blah, 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 blah. So that's kind of what people have done. They chipped in and then only to find that they didn't just chip in once. What's happened is something's been taken out every month or every week and they failed to check a to uncheck a box that's further down the page the donation page said oh yeah and we'll also take a, an extra one off payment so yeah. what the fuck <laughs> so this guy who thought he was just going to kind of chip in $500 you know he's battling cancer he's running out of money he's on less than a thousand a month he was he's putting in $500 
And then by the end of it, it's like $3,000 have gone in less than a month. And went, oh, no, well, yeah, that's because you failed to to uncheck these boxes. Yeah. And, and it's not like they didn't know they were doing it <laughs> because the scale of the refunds. Well, is, the thing is, they can't, they, they, it's not like they didn't know they were doing it because they continually made it harder to notice that it yeah, was happening. Yeah, that they were doing it, yeah, <laughs> by adding so, longer and longer bits yeah. of text. So in, yeah. in March of 2020... They added a box to their donation platform. And this was on uh, WinRed, which is the yep. Republican version of ActBlue, although it's right. not really because it's a for-profit organisation, whereas yeah, ActBlue yeah. is not for profit. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a way of getting campaign donations to Republicans, but yeah. they also take a cut. Yeah, exactly. um, and making money off the yeah. process. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So in March of 2020, they added a box that, uh, says make this a monthly recurring donation it's it's a kind of bright yellow box it's in bold um but the the box is pre-checked yeah. so you have to actively opt out, opt out yeah. of whatever donation you're giving them that going out every month but that was the first bit and yeah. at that point the um all all campaigns refund donations if people basically ask for their money back for yeah. a for a reasonable reason at least um and and the the amount that was um being refunded by both campaigns was roughly the same it was in the area of about two percent of all of their donations were getting refunded to people uh who had who had donated in error or too much or you know yeah, decided yeah. oh yeah because there's that individual limit of two thousand dollars yeah there's two thousand eight hundred that, that's another yeah. thing that the the, yeah. the legal limit is two thousand eight hundred per person so yeah. there's also refunds because of that yeah. if people donate more you have to give give it back let's say so that it's yeah goes down to that level um so so all campaigns have a, have a refund and, and before that point the trump campaign and the biden campaign were roughly on the same level but some bright spark in the trump campaign came up with an idea that because it was trump's birthday on the 14th of june right. 2020 what they would do is add another box that said Let's make a fundraising record on on President Trump's birthday. It said, join now. And then in non-bold text underneath, it said, this additional donation will process on June 14th. And again, that was pre-checked. And what that did was basically double your donation. So you donated your $100 or whatever. And then on Trump's birthday, you donated another $100 automatically. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The day after Trump's birthday... The refunds went up from two point two percent over the next couple of months to twelve percent, twelve twelve point two nine percent. Wow! Because people hadn't noticed that. Yeah. And so when another donation that they'd agreed to, um, and the the first one going out went out of their account, some people noticed and went, on? "Oh, hang on yeah. a minute! That I didn't intend that to happen." And yeah. that's yeah. that's the people who who hadn't accidentally been doing it every month <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because they'd uncheck the first box yeah and then not the second one whoa um, but they didn't stop there because that was yeah. so successful and trump's birthday all of the donations that were processed on that day they did break the record for trump's campaign it was the most successful yeah. day they had essentially of, of processing although they gave quite they gave about 10 percent of, of those back. donations yeah. back um <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then 
in September, when once they realised that Biden was out raising them, um, oh right, so, in, uh, in fact he'd outraised money. Right. Yeah, he'd outraised yeah. them in August by over 150 million dollars. Wow. They yeah. changed their box to say make this a weekly recurring donation oh. <laughs> until the third yeah. of November, and this is in September. What? In September, wow! So if you're donating a hundred, let's say a hundred dollars, some people were doing more yeah. than that. Yeah. But if you're de- donating a hundred dollars at the beginning of September, then you're donating every week through September, October to the beginning of November. That's going to be like nine hundred, a thousand dollars when you only intended to do it once. Do it once. Wow. And <laughs> um, they also added another uh, what they call a money bomb box, which was the right. originally the birthday one, saying, yeah, yeah. I debate Joe Biden on September 29th, and I need to know that I have your support. Join the Trump cash blitz now. <laughs> um, and yeah. that box was the one that, that basically added another donation of, the- of however much you were donating on September 29th. Yeah. On the the just so, arbitrarily wow. the debate day, which you don't yeah. need extra campaign funds for, no. so potentially people were were donating like in thirty days they were donating six times because they had their initial one, yep. the extra money bomb donation and yep. and four and further weekly four donations. Weeks. Jesus, I mean, and then again in the article it, it talks about a seventy two year old uh, whose whose wife donated a thousand dollars in early October, which by election yep. day. She had donated six thousand dollars. Yeah, and then they got five thousand. <laughs> yeah, they back. got the they got the stuff yeah. they weren't intending to donate back, and that is something that has to happen. But not yeah. everyone will have bothered to first of all check yeah. what's going on with their bank account necessarily, or 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 actually followed it up and and got that money back. Some of some people, a lot of people, probably will have re- noticed it's gone out and thought, oh bugger i should change that yeah. i should i sh- i'll cancel that a lot of people cancelled their credit cards or got in touch with yeah. their banks and yeah. said i don't want any more payments going out yeah. um or and and a lot of them had overdrafts because of this yeah, they yeah, had to yeah. pay fees on um and yeah they they um will not necessarily have had all that money back wow and th- so and the reason he was doing this was because he was running out of funds or... Yeah, <laughs> because he wasn't getting enough donations, kind of yeah. enough people donating initially compared to Biden. So in effect, he's getting a free loan, really, isn't he? Because he's kind of yeah. got this money for six weeks, eight weeks, or until people say, wait a minute, and then they give it back. So they can give it back out of what they've got, which is which means they've got to where they've got uh, for so for six weeks they've had all this cash that they didn't have before to do something and then they can just like give it back for a, a lower percentage yeah so even if 12 percent of the it goes up from two percent to 12 percent <laughs> jesus christ yeah they had um, to give back um 122 million dollars of, of donations yeah <laughs> what yeah Wow. And the thing is, this did take, this process took a lot of people over, like that woman who who donated $6,000. Even if she hadn't requested her money back, she's only allowed to donate to $2,800. So they would have had to refund that anyway. And that happened to loads of people who ended up, one person um, ended up getting a refund of $87,000. Jesus Christ! Um, three, wow. weeks, three weeks after the election, 
because yeah. she donated so much more than you're legally allowed to donate because of their system. Wow. So they're just doing it knowing that it's it's going to bring in money that they will have to give back. Yeah, but they but won't it, have to give it back for a while. And they yeah, can continue, a, like a Ponzi scheme, You, they can keep yeah. taking donations, especially since yep. he was continually taking donations after the election so that he could contest the election. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of that money that he raised after the election would have been used yep. to pay back the People money. who that, were claiming it back. Oh, absolutely. my God, yeah. It's like a Ponzi scheme, basically. So it's just like a, yeah, it's like a bridging loan, isn't it? So it's just going, oh, well, and the thing is, they're the people that support him. They're his kind of dearest allies and supporters. And they're the, the you know, the, the, the people that can least afford it. The people that he yeah. weaponized, you know, the blue collar workers who recognize him as one of their own. The guy on the gold, gold toilet in the penthouse suite <laughs> in New York. Um, you know, on Forty Second Street or whatever it is, go, oh yeah, he's one of you, and now he's fleecing you blind. Absolutely. And the thing and is, yeah, most yeah, of the people going, that yeah. the New York Times got in touch with about this, yeah. who had got into financial trouble because of it, yeah. most of them didn't blame Trump at all. No, they they just blamed um, Win Red and said they're they're you know scam artists and it's scandalous yeah. and they they're not you know, donating through Win Red again. But none of them had anything bad to say about Trump. No, because they're kind of going, no, yeah, no, because they've just bought the the propaganda. Jesus Christ, the dumb fucks. Jesus. <laughs> but there's, you know, millions of them, millions of them. Yeah. But it, it got Whoa. to the point by the election where there were... Uh, nine lines of bold text before it said, not in bold, make this a weekly recurring donation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it said that this is one of the the last ones. It said, this is the final month until Election Day. And various of these words are capitalised. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, And we need every patriot stepping up if we're going to win four more years for President Trump. He's revitalising our economy, restoring law and order and returning us to to American greatness. But he's not done yet. This is your chance. Stand with President Trump and maximise your impact now. And then it says, in smaller writing that yeah. isn't bold, make this a weekly recurring donation until Election Day. Um, and again, these are all pre-checked boxes that if you yep. if you just see that, you think, oh, fuck, I'm not, you know, I can't. But can't I mean, bothered to read especially yeah. Trump voters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many yeah. of them can be bothered yes. to read that amount of text? Quite. That's, and you get, that's just that cynical manipulation of the, yes, the, the non-computer literate, non-reading Trump voter, it's just the most cynical exploitation of his own constituents. Yeah. God, it's awful, isn't it? There is going to be... There's going to have to be an an extra level of hell in (laughs) in Dante's hell. You know, there is one below Judas Iscariot to, to have Trump. And then below Trump, there will all be be his supporters going. Well, this isn't fair. <laughs> he shouldn't be down here. Yeah, you know we're you know we're, let's let's campaign to get him out, get him to the good place. Jesus Christ! And the thing is, because wow. um, although this wasn't entirely thought up by Winred, it was part uh, yeah. of 
um, a kind of a decision. In fact, no one is taking credit no. for this. Um, but it seems like it was it was an agreement between uh, Trump's um, digital director Gary Kobe and yep. and WinRed. Um, but WinRed are now kind of rolling it out to other uh, Republican oh, campaigns. Right. So it hasn't been. So it, it's not no, been kind of it's got not rid stopped. Of. No, Kevin McCarthy's um, website until recently still had the pre the box pre checked for this. I, yeah. I checked today, and it's actually now you have to specifically choose to make it a recurring donation. Right. Uh, no, I tell a lie. Un- Mi- Mitch undo. McConnell's what? you have to choose. Kevin right. McCarthy's it is still pre checked. Still pre checked. Yeah. So the house the the yeah. house yeah. minority leader. Yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy his campaign <coughs> website. Is is still, and I'm sure many other Republicans, their campaign yep. websites still have the the pre-checked yellow box. Yeah, Mitch is one who who did have it pre-checked until this week, and it's yeah. and it's now you have to check the box. Um, but yeah, this this is an ongoing grifting scenario where pe- where the Republicans are bilking their supporters yeah. out of money yeah. that that many of them cannot afford. Afford no. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's the kind of that's your typical. Republican voter is the working man, you know, who's who can barely afford, who is like one or two wage packets away from destitution, and that's what the Republicans stand for: is representing the working man and and having his interests apart. That's all their rhetoric. Yeah, you know, it's far from the truth because the Republican, you know, members of the GOP, the the most high earning people, they are the one percent. Yeah. You know, that's you know, they are the swamp. It's not like they're starving to death. They are milking the fat of the land by just preying on people's and it, patriotism. Yeah. And it should be said there are occasionally Democrat uh campaigns that include a pre checked box. Yeah. But uh, from what the New York Times has been able to ascertain, at least, they are typically on pages where the whole page is about if you want to become a recurring donor. Yeah, you know, donate here, and then yeah, the yeah, box yeah. is pre-checked, um, yeah. and and as a result, there aren't um, the refunds at the same level. I mean, in the yeah. last uh, two and a half months of 2020, the Biden campaign uh, made 37,000 online refunds, totaling 5.6 million dollars, which sounds right. like quite a lot. Yeah. Until you hear that the Trump campaign, during the same time period, issued more than 530,000 refunds. <laughs> totaling 64.3 million dollars wow just in the last two two and a half months of 2020 wow they're giving back that much you know which is kind of half of what the biden campaign was beating them yeah on and you think whoa it's just out and out but the thing is who's who of these who of the Republican voters and Trump supporters are reading the New York Times? Yeah. Well, they've been warned off it because it's fake news. Absolutely. That stuff, you know, they report the truth about what's really happening with Trump's campaign to fleece the very people that support him. And he's saying, you know, don't go read that stuff because it's <laughs> fake. It's fake news. Yeah. They are the, you know, the, the, the metropolitan liberal elite. Just avoid, don't read that. Because they'll that'll tell you what I'm up to. Yeah. And 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 the independents who don't read it can continue to claim that Biden is just like Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because they'll go, oh, yeah, well, look, they're having, they're making returns. So, yes, it's not how many you make. It's the reasons for making the returns. Well, it is how many you and, make as well. <laughs> and the, yeah, and, yeah, and how many you make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I so want him to not have any more money coming in, but there will be. Oh, yeah. Coming as soon in. as he yeah, announces his 2024 run, yeah, it all starts again. All that, yeah, all happens again. Oh, for God's sake. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. I'm very upset this week because our favourite indicted incompetent fraudster, Jacob Wall, claimed that he had some inside information on the whole Matt Gates situation. But unbelievably, he's been unable to follow through with actual information. Meanwhile, Gates, who looks like Beavis got frozen in carbonite, has had a bit of a bad week. His wingman, Joel Greenberg, who's facing charges of sex trafficking, bribery and fraud, is now cooperating with authorities, which probably isn't great for Gates, who, incidentally, would be a lock to play the big giant head in the inevitable Third Rock from the Sun reboot. It's also been revealed that the FBI seized Gates' iPhone during the winter, but they needn't have bothered since neither Gates nor Greenberg took the time to check the box that makes their Venmo accounts private, which means everyone could see the payments from Gates to Greenberg and the subsequent payments of suspiciously similar value from Greenberg to various young women with subject lines like tuition, school, stuff and other stuff. (laughs) I mean, stuff is bad enough, but I think other stuff can get you some serious prison time. Yeah, yeah, that is jailbait right there, isn't it? (laughs) For fans of Fox News, there's now even more Greg Gutfeldt. Available in his new Fox TV show, simply entitled Gutfelt. Yes, with an exclamation mark, like it's a failed turn of the 90s Broadway musical about getting to grips with morbid obesity. The show's logo is orange and in jokey typeface, which makes it look exactly like the Garfield logo. And allegedly it's a late night comedy show, although the logo is the funniest thing about it. And even that doesn't work because Gutfeld doesn't sound at all like Garfield. Only last week, Jim and I were saying yet again that the right simply can't do jokes. Don't get humour because they take everything that's said in jest or otherwise as a personal affront to their rights and a diminishing of them as human beings. And they get very serious and angry about it. So in an attempt to show that the right do do funny, this show. And of course it fails because it isn't funny. And yep. They can't do funny. Look, Greg, just because you're making several joke-shaped statements in a row in the place in a show where the other late-night show hosts who actually are actual comedians do it, alternating with right-wing lectures about how everything's awful and they're coming to get you and curb your freedoms, they won't actually interest the folks at Montrose Rose-based award department one bit. Horrifyingly, of course, the ratings will justify the expense of the airtime because none of that matters to an audience bereft of Trump's aged uncle phoning into Fox News for hours at a time act who are in dire need of a string of mindless, spittle-flecked diatribes. Consequently, it will run and run. But please don't tune in if you're after something funny. Better to sit and watch the microwave with the door open again Oh, hey, yeah, pretty much like Greg's audience. Yeah, but if you're into into cringe comedy... (laughs) 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 Where better to go? It's worth a look. Oh, it's fucking... (laughs) It's just... It is. They're kind of going, well, we'll just do things that are the same shape 
and in the same order and same location as what the other guys are doing, glossing over the fact that the other guys have a history of stand-up and comedy writing and being funny. And then they think, well, because they don't do humour, they yeah. think that's humorous. And you you look at it and you think, well, if this was Sasha, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen... You yeah. Perhaps he'll tear off his rubber face and go. Oh, it's, it was Sasha. But I mean, to give to give an example, they've got this recurring skit where they cut to what CNN is showing now, right. and it's always two to three pundits calling each other racists. Right. Um, yeah. And then they keep doing it every day. Yeah. But but that's all it is. It wasn't yeah. funny the first time. It hasn't no. been funny any subsequent time. And they don't even. When they cut to CNN, put a CNN graphic on, they still use the Fox News fucking Chiron. (laughs) Because they are so incompetent, they can't can't copy CNN. It's amazing. That's the first thing we do. As video makers, that would be the first thing we do. Make it look like it's the channel you're claiming it is. Make it an output. Honestly. Okay, we need that up there. And the exclamation mark just makes me think of Freud from Friends. Exactly, (laughs) exactly that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Phoebe goes, it's not just Freud, it's Freud. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, boy. Don't go here. Don't look at it. Desperate to convince Trump that he's still relevant, the National Republican Senatorial Committee made up an award just so they could give it to him. Committee chairman and bad guy from the hills have eyes, Rick Scott, headed to Mar-a-Lago, presumably figuring out which green Trump was on, and handed him a small silver bowl, which he told him was the inaugural Champion for Freedom Award. The bullshit trinket, which I'm willing to bet will also be the last Champion for Freedom award the committee can ever be bothered to award, probably made Trump feel good for a couple of minutes before he remembered that he's just a sad, lonely, bitter old man who nobody likes and chucked the bowl in a cupboard alongside his Bay of Pigs award and the trophy he got for being Michigan Man of the Year. <laughs> oh, and, and that, wasn't there like... The Time Trump magazine City. cover and... and... The Trump <laughs> City that where they kind of went, oh yeah, we're going to name this entire building development. Oh, the one in Israel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Ivanka Trump, yeah, remember her? She was a big fan of POTUS 45, apparently. Remember him? Her dad? Well, it opened doors for her at the time. Anyway, she apparently has been executed by Trump, well, because that's what she told a QAnonna in her secret message, dressed up as a picture on Twitter of her being injected by a nurse. Of course, she didn't mention a vaccine at all. Oh, no. She said she got the shot, which is, of course, deep state speak for being terminated. So several questions occur to normal human beings, like how can you interpret a picture of someone at a hospital with a nurse putting something in her arm, not as getting a shot of vaccine? And if she had been executed, how would she post the tweet? And why are QAnoners maintaining that the QR code that appears in one of the photos she posted on Twitter returns a number that, when plugged into the DuckDuckGo search engine, returns the web address for the 8kun board that QAnon's anonymous leader used to post updates on when it doesn't? Well, we all know why. It's because they're fucking insane anti-vaxxers and confused about how to feel now that both Donald and daughter are back the vaccine and only gone and bloody getting put in their arm. Bill Gates, George Soros, rant, fume, etc., etc. 
No need to worry, though, because our saviour, Lynn Wood, who's currently seeking a GOP leadership role in South Carolina, will fight whatever needs fighting when the storm arrives with his religious approach to his disinformation when he says, I will not take the CCP flu vaccine because from a spiritual point of view, I trust God's promise of protection. Well, good luck, Lynn, because the Almighty has his work cut out in South Carolina with his average of 2,000 new cases a day for the last three months. Do your research, you sheeple. According to documents obtained by Punchbowl News, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who looks exactly like Sidney Powell cosplaying <laughs> as Dog the Bounty Hunter, has teamed up with body language expert Congressman Paul Gosar to form an America First caucus, whose mission statement contains enough racist dog whistles to summon all the racist dogs in America. Actually, they're just racist regular whistles, because fuck being subtle about it, they decided. In the immigration section, they describe America as a nation with a border and a culture strengthened by a common respect for uniquely Anglo-Saxon political traditions. Wow. And the infrastructure section claims they will work towards an infrastructure that reflects the architectural, engineering and aesthetic value that befits the progeny of European architecture. Whoa. Whatever the fuck that means. Wow. <laughs> That's Albert Speer <laughs> architecture. <laughs> MTG spokesman confirmed on Friday that the caucus would be launching very soon and then less than 24 hours later emailed CNN to say that the congresswoman had no plans to launch anything. I wonder what changed. Touche Turtle being voiced by Dum Dum himself, Mitch McConnell. Two very up-to-date references there. <laughs> <laughs> has torn up centuries of belief in the old maxim that he who pays the piper calls the tune in a response to uppity major Georgia-based corporations who are questioning the wisdom-slash-human rights violation of Georgia's new restrictive voting law. My advice to the corporate CEOs of America is to stay out of politics. Don't pick sides in these big fights, McConnell said at a news conference on Monday. On Tuesday, having been reminded by the entire internet of his status as long-time recipient of corporate donations and, indeed, outstripping most other members of Congress by some measures when it came to political donations, of course said, no, no, no I didn't mean in terms of donations. Still give us all your money, just don't ever get involved in commenting on what we're doing because that's incendiary, and I quote, I just think it's stupid. Well... There's the integrity of the GOP demonstrated right there. Give all the money you like, but don't expect that it will mean you wield any influence at all on the decisions made by the politicians you're supporting. Actually sounds quite good and noble and honest. Not what he meant, of course, and it will ultimately mean simply that the GOP will get less funding. Yeah, way to go, Mitch. Call your donors stupid. If you had any viable dentition, I'd warn you not to bite the hands that feeds you but I fear being incendiary that close to your dripping house of wax face. <laughs> Pillow magnate and fat Ron Burgundy Mike Lindell is launching his new free speech-based social network today. After the threat of legal action forced him to drop the name Vocal, he plumped for Frank Speech instead, which sounds like the kindest possible review of a Trump rally. Lindell has promised that people will have ten times more followers on Frank, sensibly neglecting to say which platform he's comparing that to. But the big news this week 
is that the speech might be a bit less free than advertised. Mm. In fact, posts will be censored significantly more than pretty much any other social network, since, as Lindell claims, you don't get to use the four swear words, the C word, the N word, the F word, or God's name in vain. Oh, Mike, you sweet innocent child. Boy, have you underestimated people's creative ability to swear and blaspheme. Mike claims they will have a very clear explanation on the site of all the things you won't be allowed to say, and I'm going to have a lot of fun getting banned for saying stuff that isn't on the list. Yeah, I mean, if anyone can do really creative swearing, it's the British. Yeah, you cockwomble, for instance. You know, we would just put yeah. that out there. Nobody on that site is going to understand what it means, but it sounds rude. In Britpol, it's been another action-packed week for the crony party, sorry, Tory party, desperate for the news cycle to move on. There are now eight separate inquiries appertaining to Tory party activities as spearheaded by ex-Prime Minister Brexit fuckwit face like a condom filled with pink <laughs> monge David Cameron over the supporting slash giving preferential treatment to slash funding slash lobbying for and generally diverting public funds to support failed financial services company Greensill Capital. Eight, count them, eight inquiries. And then we find that Health Secretary Matt Hancock himself has a large and heretofore undeclared shareholder interest in a health company that received a huge government health contract. In years gone by, by the mere intimation that dodgy dealings were afoot, ministers would have done the decent thing and resigned their posts, if not actually slide the revolver across the dining table and asked to be left alone in the drawing room. Now, yeah, not so much. The lovely word sleaze used to describe what parties were tinged with or mired in, not actually constructed out of in steaming great lumps, has suddenly appeared again in the press. But of course, with a thumping majority and therefore absolute power, if you're going to do corruption, you might as well do it absolutely. <laughs> I, I am livid that you think that you can do a week in, in Britpole without discussing the Cuthbert the Caterpillar scandal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that part of, well, I guess it's the politics of consumerism. Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And isn't it... Well, I think the problem is that it's Clive... Is it not Clive in it, Marks and It's Colin. Colin Cuthbert. the Caterpillar in Marks and Spencer's. Cuthbert Colin in Caterpillar. Aldi. But, yeah. but every other supermarket has got a version and M&S yeah. have just suddenly decided to sue Aldi on the basis well, that Cuthbert a, looks a little bit too much bit like, like Colin. Like, yeah, and also it, it alliterates, whereas the other ones that don't like No, Herbert. there's one of them's got Curly. And, oh, is it? Yeah, there's, every single supermarket has a version and, yeah. and it's like M&S have just suddenly gone, oh, are other people doing this thing that we've been doing for 30 years? <laughs> And don't don't we have some kind of like legal claim on that? Yeah, and someone reverse engineered our cake by kind of yeah. like taking a mould. Someone has made a Swiss roll and stuck a caterpillar face on it. Face on it, like you would. Yeah, and some feet. Uh-huh. Yeah, and some some M and M's along the it spine. It's been the talk of of the UK this week. I know. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but it's it's, a, it's been a. It's a government policy to kind of divert people <laughs> away from eight inquiries into the dodgy funding uh-huh. of a failing capital system. Yeah. 
So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com. And if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used the fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our straw man level patrons Kaz Tui, Mark Reiki, and Amber R. Buchanan. Thank you very much, everyone. We really do appreciate your support. And thank you especially to Kaz Tui this week for, for leaving yeah. a comment on our Patreon, having listened to all of our ranting about all Wonder, Woman, hours. Wonder Woman 1984. So if, if you want to hear thanks, that, Kaz. that's patreon.com slash ftrump. Uh, thanks, yep. Kaz. And uh, thanks to anyone else who's actually wanted to listen to it. To be honest, we, we, we kind of just did it for us anyway. But yeah. Yeah. But it's much, much better than the movie. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it, even though it's four times longer. <laughs> and you can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So till next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>